soon, Executors. Podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast, episode number 333, Countdown to Classic Edition. Yeah, and we're, it's really a countdown. I am Renata, by the way. I, I will make the same Michael. mistake of not introducing myself. Yes. <laughs> Michael Gaines. I am Renata. And it really is a countdown to Classic, because right now we're about six hours and 50 minutes mm-hmm. from... Yes, we are. The server's supposedly going live, but I have a fear it's going to be stuck in queue. Possibly, and that's okay. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, some lucky people will get in first, but uh, I plan on hitting the button as fast as I can, as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same here, and we'll just see what happens. Do you have a plan? A plan? No, like, 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 okay, so we were both in, like, these, you know, the, the, the betas and the, um, uh, what, what are they called? The, uh, stress tests and all we that. We weren't in beta. We were just Oh, well, that's true, yeah. Um, my plan is to get my professions, my leveling up. I want to get out of the starting zone as fast as possible. And then I can casually do what I want to do. Right. Well, I am going to uh, my professions. I'm I'm starting with my undead rogue. I mm-hmm. uh, and I am going to my plan eventually is to be herbalism and alchemy. Mm-hmm. However, I have to do herbalism and mining first because I have a couple of things I need to test because I am writing the last of the gold making uh, farming series on ore mining. And there's a couple of things I'm not sure of how they work in classic. So I have to waste 10, um, I have to, I have to waste my, my 10 uh, copper and 81 copper on a mining pick so that I can test a few things. What do you need to test? Like, what is it? Well, um, a couple of things about, um, I need, and I'm going to need some help with this. I seem to recall that when you used to mine, mm-hmm. of course, it's one mine per customer. It's right. not like it is now where it takes 35 seconds for it to fade out. I timed it in in um, in BFA. It takes 35 seconds from the time that you ha- you finish hitting a node for that node to disappear and other people can do it. Well, in classic, it's one to a customer. Mm-hmm. But I seem to recall if someone starts a node... And then someone else starts it just after you. They can still get skill. They don't get the items, but they still get skill. Ooh, I don't remember that. I I do know that if somebody hit it just a second after you did, it'll say like nothing found or you know whatever whatever the message was that was there. But I well, you don't. See, that's what I need to find out. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember exactly what the the string was that the game told you. And I, I really don't know if you got the skill because you can get... All right, I do know this for a fact. You can get the skill if your bags are full. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's the same thing in herbalism. You, 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 you do your little thing, your foraging, whatever they call it. And then if your bags are full, you'll get the skill and it'll say your, your inventory is full or something. And then if you go back to this, so like if you trash something and go back to the same node, you'll get the items from the node, but you won't get the skill up. 
So I'm assuming it's going to work the same way for mining. Well, but... I remember that you got the skill up on the first strike. Yes. So you don't have to finish the node to get the skill. You see what I mean? Oh, I see what you mean. So oh, I have hmm. to test this, and I'm going to employ one of our listeners who ha- who's also going to be a miner, and we're going to test this out. Okay. Um, the other thing is I seem to recall that you could not, in Classic, be tracking herbs and mines at the same time. Nope, you cannot. Yeah. You, you can do it now, but then you couldn't. And I'm not sure exactly when that change happened. Cataclysm. It was cataclysm. Um, but I'm going to test it 100% to be sure. And I will be briefly a double gatherer. So I will be able to test okay. that out. Okay. But I want to make sure all my facts are straight. I, I am 100% sure that you couldn't do both at the same time. Because I remember specifically switching between the two at some point point maybe it was in burning crusade i don't think it was as early as vanilla but um when cataclysm came around that is when i I had a death knight that um didn't do very well and so that death knight became my double gatherer in cataclysm and i specifically remember cataclysm because there was a a, the spot in twilight highlands Uh that i used to uh, go around and do some uh double gathering with right so yeah well, and the other thing that I, I wanted to test is I believe in classic, your tracking choices did not persist through death. They did so not. So if you died, you had to reset it. They, you do, because I died a few times in classic, and I had to remember to to, to hit the button again. So no, right. it, it does not persist through death. Right. But, you know, so these are the little things that I have to I have to check. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have been extraordinarily busy. I wrote six guides in five days last week. Um, That's all amazing. on. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've written. I, I now have fifteen guides with Wowhead, and I have twelve of them I published in the last month. And they're these big, chunky farmer guides with lots of maps and stuff. They've been they've been very well received. I've been mm-hmm. very happy with how well they've been received. Um, Go vote but, for them. Go vote for them. Yes, please. Please go vote for them. Um, if you go onto our Discord under our classic thing, I have linked to where all of my guides are. So you can go look at them and see if you like them. Mm-hmm. The ones that I wrote last week were about how to find all of your profession recipes on vendors. Ooh. So by zone. With pictures, with maps, with everything, so you can go through and you can get all of your vendor recipes. This was the list I always wanted in class when I played vanilla. Um, Thoughtbot. Yeah, Thoughtbot. Well, (laughs) but I wanted a comprehensive list of all of the vendor recipes, and that's not easy to find. Mm -hmm. Um, But in addition to the, the the ore farming guide, which will round out the series, I did. A two-part leather, cloth, and herb finding guides, farming guides, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be doing ore. And the, the next one that I want to do is one specifically aimed at double gatherers. Okay. Unified roots for double gatherers. Okay. So that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. I still have somewhere. I, I so I've been. Uh, I bought a four terabyte drive, and I've been putting like everything that I've ever done on that drive. It's sort of like an archive. 
I'm going to have a WoW folder. And in that WoW folder is the path I used to take in Ajara every Sunday for farming Dreamfoil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, compare it to mine. Oh, okay. I'd be interested, I'd be interested to see how they how they differ although mine is more geared toward farming purple i mean there is a dream foil loop but there's also it's it's tried to be integrated in with the purple lotus root okay so because i tried when possible to unify roots to get as most the most number of herbs on the smallest route do you have a black lotus one i have (laughs) all of the spawn spots for black lotus That'll be interesting. And I'm going to be fixing the maps because right now the maps are just dots. But mm-hmm. I since figured out how to make the maps with the coordinates, the coordinate pips mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that TomTom is now an add-on for classic. So one of the things that I want to do is I want to go back and add TomTom waypoints. Okay. So that people can just cut and paste those in. But I have to see if TomTom, I've installed TomTom for Classic, but I have to see if the it's configured exactly the same way because I want to be able to make sure that it works in Classic. Okay. Um, What I've done this week, uh, for those of you that are longtime listeners, all right, when when the podcast first started – there was a whole way big thing way back. back there was a big thing about how to use chapters. You know, I realized now that that was probably stupid. But in order to do chapters back then, you had to create what was called an M4B file, which was like an audiobook file. And there was the whole thing about like, you know, iPods are the most popular, whatever. But um, I guess I should have gone for MP3s from the beginning, and I didn't, which was arrogant and stupid. But anyway... What I did was I went through uh, the first 11 episodes, which were M4B files, and I converted them all to MP3s. So you should be, not should be, you will be able to listen to the um, all our classic episodes now from episode one to, I believe it was 29 or 30? 32, I think. 32? Okay. Uh, one through 32. Uh-huh. All our classic stuff. So you can listen to those and laugh at us. <laughs> Well, you know, the, we actually had some pretty good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I um, I've listened to to some of them, and I've been our uh, our faithful listener and uh, research assistant uh, Zignea mm-hmm. has been um, cataloging and um, putting down show notes that we never wrote down in the original uh, files. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. I have to put them back. So the nice thing is that I can just like add things and change the uh, XML file for the podcast feed, and then I don't have to go through any extra work. So I got to take Zignea stuff and put them in the feed properly. Another thing that I need to do, um, the, the app that I use to put the feeds up, which is called Feeder, I don't, I'm, I'm sure it does it. I, I've just never gotten around to it. Um, I need to use like, links and um, HTML and such and lists and things like that properly so that when you look at the feed uh, in in whatever you're using, be it podcast on your iPhone or overcast or whatever, um, it looks good. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I got to do that. So anyway, classic. Classic. going to be here. Uh, Yes, it is in six hours and 42 minutes. 
And in one hour and 42 minutes, you'll oh, yes. be able to go on and make extra characters if you yeah, want to. That'll be fun. I like to see especially, a few times of that. Especially since the server we're on is already full. Yeah, we're on Pagel. Right. Pagel horde. Uh, <laughs> You're on both. Don't 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 go with that. You're on both. I, I am on both, but I'm going to start with horde. Um I gotta start somewhere. Oh. Yeah, so we'll let everybody know what the names are after we create them. Right. Yeah. Well, and you can come on to our Discord. We have a whole classic section and you'll be able to find out how to join the guild and all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, we're going to be part of a larger coalition. Well, United Federation of, of Guilds. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Pat. Um, yeah, the United Federation of, of Guilds, uh, which is going to be uh, AIE and Convert to Raid and us. And um, I know there are like, I'm blanking a couple others. Um, yeah. Well, there's going to be a ton of them, and I'm just going to see if I can pull up the... Oh, I'm not sure where the list is. Okay, for the Pagel server. It's on a spreadsheet. I don't have the link. Yeah, it's on, on a spreadsheet, and I'm not sure where where that is. I, I can't pull it up right now. But basically, this is a this kind of started out as a coalition of podcasts mm-hmm. who are all doing. Um, but the podcast community and some of these big guilds, it's you know some of these big guilds have podcasters in them. So yeah. it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of just a a big conglomeration of people. And I think that'll be that'll be good because we'll have both the advantages of being in a in a small guild and access to the larger group for, you know, getting groups and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we'll have a lot of fun with that. Yes. Uh, uh let's see what else any any other administrative stuff that we want to talk about? Um not really. Um, I mean, we still haven't. I the, the the lines of communication still haven't been entirely hammered out yet. Uh, right. As far as you know, there will be some channels and you know some ways of being able to communicate with one another. But we're still very much in the putting things together process. I, I imagine a lot will be clearer in a week or so. There will be a a larger. Uh, chat channel, but that that battle—that's the battle net one that we're doing, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so we're going to be doing that. So this way, even though uh, different guilds are going to have their own identity and personalities and such, we're going to be part of this larger federation so that uh, we can all talk to each other. So if you want to be in CTR, uh, if you want to be in the Warcast Guild or you know, like AIE or you know, whatever the other ones are, you can do that and still talk to people in the other guilds. Yeah, now my understanding is like with the big guilds mm-hmm. that they have many chapters on many different games. And so if you join, if you decided you wanted to join one of these big guilds, Mm-hmm. On classic, it doesn't mean you're a member of that guild on other games. It just yeah. is just classic. If you wanted to, that's fine, but you don't. That isn't the assumption. Yeah. So that's. I think that's it for our for admin administration stuff. stuff. <laughs> our admin stuff. <laughs> so they have been adding servers left and right yeah. over the past couple of weeks. And I find it very interesting because the number of PvP servers is higher than the number of PvE servers. And they've been adding them at a greater clip. Mm-hmm. Um, as of 
today, well, as of yesterday, there are going to be 21 uh, EU servers and 20 North American servers, 13 PVP and 12 PVP, respectively, mm -hmm. and then both are going to have 8 PVE. I find it very interesting that there are more PVP servers. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm really that surprised. Um, I, I just feel that people like that better for, right. for whatever reason. Well, I was, like the I was challenge. Sorry, I was talking to Kryler about it this morning, and one of the things that he said that I thought was was pretty good was war mode has been very good for PVE players, but mm -hmm. it has been total crap for PVP. That's players. right. That's right. You're, yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I don't look. I'm not a fan of PVP servers. Of longtime listeners would know. But I understand that people like PvP servers, and I thought war mode was a terrible idea, an absolutely right. abysmal, terrible idea. And well, it makes it so that you know if you get accidentally flagged if you're in PVE and you get accidentally flagged because you flew too close to the Alliance base or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm forever wandering into that one in Nazjatar because it's right near <laughs> where I there's a couple of of quests and such that I get, and I'm always flying through there by accident. Mm -hmm. You get accidentally flagged, almost guaranteed nothing's going to happen. All you're going to probably see is yet another poor Horty who accidentally bum bumbled through the, the Alliance uh, lines and got flagged too. But for PvP people, I've heard so many people complaining that, you know, war mode, it's, you know, either you've got everyone on your side and nobody on the other side, or you're in there and you're outnumbered 40 to 1. Mm-hmm. It, they're real balance issues here, and yeah. you know Blizzard has said they've you know they're trying to balance the shards and such, but it doesn't seem to be working. No, and I, I just look, PvP servers have been a staple of this game for so long. Right, War Mode. They say that they want people to be able to play with their friends. Uh -huh. Well, if they're your friends, then they should be able to like play with you. Uh, on a PvP server, this whole war mode thing, I, I think it stripped the identity of certain servers. Yep. Uh, specifically, I'm t like Emerald Dream, I believe. Uh -huh. And it just changed how... How do I put this? Playing with your friends has not really been a thing that people have complained about for the last 14... Well, at the time, I think it was like 12 or 13 years. So for them to change it makes me think that there was something else going on. Well, I, I know that they implemented the, the, the cross-realm uh, system mm -hmm. as an alternative to uh, consolidating servers. Because there were some servers that just had, you know, were very, very crowded and other ones that had almost no, nobody on them. Mm -hmm. And the, that was the reason that they did it. And how do you integrate... PvP and PvE into a cross-realm system. It's uh, There are no easy answers to that, but I really think that it did dilute server identities, yeah. as you said. Yeah, it did. And, and on top of that, I don't think that it was worth going through all this trouble to create war mode just so Timmy can play with his friend. Right, uh, right. I, I'd really like to know if there are any numbers on that as to whether or not whether or not it was worth the trouble, whether or not enough people had 
moved to other servers because of it. And what are the long-term repercussions on that? Right. So, well, the other thing that um, that I thought of is I've always praised Blizzard for being an agile follower. It sees the mistakes that other games make, mm -hmm. and it tries not to make them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure what Blizzard was thinking originally when they came up with the whole cross-realm system was whatever Quest did when they started consolidating servers, when they had this problem. And they they did this by literally mashing servers together. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, is then, you know, if you get three servers in one, what do you name the server? Well, they went to some, well, we're not gonna play favorites, we're gonna do random. Well, I was on Interrook. Mm -hmm. Interrook was one of the original servers. And we got renamed as the Nameless, which was like the newest server. And yeah. people on there were pissed. Yeah. Really, really pissed. Because it was it had become an identity of being from Interruck. The other thing is, is as soon as you start consolidating servers, everyone starts predicting your doom. <laughs> Blizzard stopped reporting on subscriptions years ago. Yeah. They used to report regularly on how many subscriptions they had, and they stopped doing that. So now with the cross-realm system, because they've closed no servers, there's no sense of, you know, what is this just a server issue? Is this an overall population problem? People have speculated, but they, they're, they're not being transparent about what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just I don't know. I'm, I'm glad I'm off PvP servers, but I guess if I was a PvP player, I'd be pretty upset about that. And be pretty happy about the return of a PvP server, and I think that's what you're yes. seeing. Yes. With, oh yeah. With the number of people who are going to these PvP servers. Yeah. Oh, do we have mm -hmm. to talk about add-ons? Um. Well, we are going. To, you there's there has been a little controversy. A little bit this week about a little add-on called Classic LFG. Mm -hmm. Yes, a little bit. All right. So uh, let me let me just start by by explaining what happened yesterday. Wow Radio, which is back, by the way. Uh, did an interview with Sue, who S U U, who is the developer of this add-on, and he said that it's actually been around for two months. Mm -hmm. Not naming names, because everybody knows how I feel about streamers. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we should say certain career streamers. Stream. Career, career well, streamers. No, 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 I don't even want to say career streamers because there, there's there, there are some streamers that are like the nicest, nicest, nicest people. Yeah, there are a few of those. Uh, yeah. But there are certain notorious streamers. Yeah. Uh, I don't like how people influence other people by spreading misinformation. Mm -hmm. People that know me know that I despise misinformation. It comes from a scientific background. And I'll give you an example. On Facebook, th this comes around every now and then. There's a picture of mars it says tomorrow mars will be the size of the moon and people believe it and mm -hmm. it drives me batch insane that people mm -hmm. believe this stuff and 
And so this is sort of what happened with this add-on, is that somebody spread misinformation, um, uh, um, a false video of what the capabilities of the add-on does. Uh And what happened? People ran with it. Because my God, you know, their 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 streamer God must be right. Right. Then another one came. Another video came out, also misleading. And so people ran with that too. So of course Blizzard had to make an announcement saying that they're going to make some changes. Now, what does this add-on do? What does it really do? What does it really do? It parses chat channel lfg by the way but here's another thing oh here's another thing that people don't seem to understand this is another thing that drives me nuts there are a lot of people especially on the forums that say get rid of this retail garbage without realizing that uh, vanilla and now classic will have and did have an lfg system it was rudimentary it had Mm -hmm. issues but it existed it had an lfg system Right, um, and if if anybody isn't is listening, going who oh, real innkeepers and meeting stones mm-hmm. had a way for you to queue. So, for example, if you went to the meeting stone by Dead Mines, you would queue for Dead Mines, that sort of thing. Um, so, this LFG system and the call to arms add on and others like it back in vanilla, which did exist, allowed people to look for groups without the trouble that we had years ago. Meaning, if you watch the um, You Think You Do But You Don't video, J. Allen Brack actually said on stage, remember when you used to have to sit in cities and spam LFG tank, LFG tank, LFG tank, LFG tank? Well, and then you'd all have to get there or have a have a warlock who could summon everybody. Right. You'd have to do that in, um, in the major cities until they created the global LFG channel in 1.11... Dot two, I believe, yeah. or maybe it was one dot eleven, and then they they removed it and put it back. But there was an LFG channel in right. vanilla. Mm-hmm. So the issue now is that people are saying that this is anti-classic. It goes against the spirit of classic, which does not make sense because it existed in vanilla. Right now, what does this add-on do? It 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 parses the LFG channel. So if you say LFG, if you say priest 17 LFG dead mines, it'll parse that. I believe it uses regex, but I didn't look through the entire code. And it, if you're looking for a dead mines group, if you're, if you're someone trying to put together a dead mines group, let's be very specific about this. It'll say this person is looking for a dead mines group. You can whisper that person. I you, you could do it manually. You don't need this add-on to uh-huh. to look for a group. However, what this what this add-on did do was it used inner add-on communication so that other people using the add-on can see the other groups that are being formed. However, um, Sue said that he's going to remove that, and he's also going to remove the auto invite. Now, auto invite also existed in vanilla. How do you know that? CT Raid used it. So we talked about this on the forums for 18 months. 
Now, even though the add-on has um, has only been worked on, uh, has only been available for two months, it was one of those topics that came up on the classic forums for eighteen months. So Blizzard had eighteen months to break it if they wanted to, and they didn't. So the question is: Is this add-on being broken because of the uproar? Or is it being broken because they really feel that this goes against the spirit of classic? And before everybody goes, yeah, break it, you know, with their pitchforks and their tiki torches, just remember, if they break, if they completely remove inner add-on communication, that's going to break threat meters, damage meters, and this is the worst of it, RP add-ons are going to be dead in the water. Mm-hmm. So... Yay? I, well, I mean, was this worth it? That said, neither Sue nor anybody else that I've seen has been able to articulate what exactly Blizzard is going to do to take right. out that functionality. Right. And this has been one of the biggest complaints about Blizzard forever. If you're an Apple developer, right, you're making add-ons. Uh, add-ons. If you're making iOS apps, if you're a Google developer, you're making Android apps, there are very clear and specific rules and guidelines for what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Blizzard doesn't have that. They'll tell you on stage that they don't want you to create a social network. Is this add-on creating a social network? Total RP is a social network. Decursive, not decursive, um, omens, uh-huh. uh, you know, threat meters, uh, their job is to parse data on your uh, combat list, on your combat feed, and present it in a certain way that's easy, easier, e- <laughs> much easier to read. Right. So what does classic LFG do? It parses this stuff. I mean, imagine what the spam is going to be like on day one. Day mm-hmm. 10, it parses it so that it's easier for people that are looking for a dead minds group to find it. Right. And the other thing that's important to notice is as it's doing this, mm-hmm. one of the things that some people complained about was only people who have this add on will be able to see this. No. Let me, let me be specific about that. The, 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 the people that have the add on. In in the form he updated it yesterday. In the uh-huh. form that it was when these videos were made, you can see the other groups that are being formed by other people. Is that relevant to the entire process? Because here's the thing: you can see other other groups that are being formed by other people. I envision this uh, to be something that group leaders would want to do. Uh-huh. So only the group leader would see other people looking for a dead minds group and say, and then click the invite button. Now, people are saying that this kills the social aspect. How can it be a social network and kill the social aspect of the game? <laughs> well, it kills the having to sit around in in cities. No, it, no, it, but see, okay, there's a whole other aspect to this thing that nobody has been able to articulate the problem that people see with this add-on is that if you have somebody that's underperforming in a group you're going to be able to kick that person and then easily find somebody else Mm. but the lfg channel is global the 
add-on does not do anything more than the LFG channel, which is global. So, the, so and, and that's another thing that people don't seem to realize, is that if you want to kick somebody who's underperforming, you can do that without the add-on, and there's your global LFG channel still. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the problem that people thought of was, well, this is gonna this is gonna uh, create an air of of uh, um, retail where you could just kick somebody and pull somebody else. You can still do that with the LFG channel. Well, and also you can't just pull somebody else because the person still has to get there. True. Unless you have a, unless you have a warlock to summon, you've got no way to get them into the to magically pull them into the group. Mm-hmm. So that said, I believe I covered all the points because I'm, I'm doing this without notes. Uh, the, the, the add on, I believe they, they did have an auto invite that's being removed. They did have the inner op, uh, inner add on communication. I believe that they, I believe that it'll, it'll be fine without it because my initial vision of the add on was that it didn't need it. So mm-hmm. they're going to remove it and I don't care. Now the question is, Blizzard says that they're going to change the, excuse me, they're going to change the API. My concern is that the RP add-ons and the damage meters and the threat meters have to be preserved. Um, we had them in vanilla. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just that, that's all it comes down to is that can Blizzard break this without breaking everything else? And I, maybe they can. I've looked at the API. I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe they have to. I, I don't know. There There are different ways that they can do it. But. I think that it would be far easier uh, because Sue said that um, Josh reached out to him. Mm-hmm. I think it would be easier to just ask Sue, just take this stuff out. Then you can keep the RP add-ons. Then you can keep the threat meters and the damage meters. And you know, inner, The reason why inner add-on communication happened is because if, if people don't remember, um, your numbers only worked for a certain radius. And then mm-hmm. when you're doing things like Baron Geddon and everybody's all spread out, you would lose a quarter, a third, or you know, an eighth or whatever of of what actually happened. Right. And so now with, with inner add-on communication, you can be as far away as you want in the same dungeon and all the numbers will work out. So uh, Sue said that he's going to continue to work on this add-on. It is not going away. He's going to work within Blizzard's guidelines and do as asked. Well, and maybe Blizzard will be satisfied with that. But it does, you know, I think the thing that Blizzard would be thinking is, well, if we don't break this, then someone else will come along and do this. And that's fine. They can, they can break it. And here's the thing. Sue is working with Blizzard. If some other asshat wants to come along and do something wrong... Blizzard could say, either you fix it, or we're going to ban your add-on, or we're going to fix the API, or change the API, I should say, which is going to wind up breaking everything else. So, we don't know. Now, as it is right now, the original add-on that everybody whined about the other day is going to work this this evening. Mm-hmm. But there's a new version out as of 12 hours ago, I think, where stuff was removed. I'll use it. Um... But the thing is, is that we're going to be part of this, you know, federation of guilds. It's probably not going to be hard to find things. But 
Those of you that, that were in vanilla, JL and Brax did the same thing. There are those days when people on your friends list are busy offline, people in your guild, people that listened to my show years ago, listen to my stories, I should say, years ago, remember that I was part of one of the biggest raiding guilds in the game. Sometimes people are just busy or offline. And right. you have to find a tank and you have to find a priest and you have to find that person with an Uber's key. Especially, especially if you're like me, I tend to play at odd hours. Yeah. I don't play in the evenings generally. Yeah. I play a lot. Sometimes I play in the mornings. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's good for that. But so for the benefit of those who did not see the misinformation videos, <laughs> what was being claimed? What was being claimed is that you could say, I want to start a dead minds group. And then the person walked away and then it automatically created a dead minds group. Now, think about how the add on works. Does it do auto invite? Yes. That's being removed. Sue said that it was being removed. However, in order for that add on to work the way it did in the video, he had to have four other people responding to that add on. And so a group formed within seconds. Now, who in their right mind is going to auto invite people to a dead minds group? You're not. I mm-hmm. uh, before I knew that that was in there, I was like, well, what's the big deal? Because you can see a list of people that are being, uh, that are looking for a group and there's an invite button right next to it. You can choose not to, if there's like, Oh, that person's a jerk. I don't want him. You don't have to auto invite them. Or, or if you're going to have a, or you're going to have a group of five rogues or something like right, that. Right. So, so the point is, is that the auto, Sue said that the original idea was to create groups for world events. Mm-hmm. And sort of changed. Like, I can, I get that. Um, so I, I feel that the add-on that Blizzard would want him to do mm-hmm. uh, will probably be okay, and it'll it'll serve its purpose, which is to parse that godforsaken LFG channel, which is nasty. Um, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they removed it originally is because they added, I remember this, they added it and then people were using it as trade chat Yep. because it was the first time that we can use things on a global scale. You could be in Westfall and talk to somebody in Teldrassil. You couldn't do that before with the other channels. They were right. all zone specific. They were zone specific or city specific. Like, right. Was, like all the major cities. So... That said, I think that the misinformation – oh, and there was something that was said in the, um, in the video, the interview with Sue yesterday. People love to have something to rally against. And, and I think yes. that's what happened is that people had something to be upset about and to wave their tiki torches about. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And it turned into something something that it didn't need to. It could have been solved very simply, very easily. Blizzard could go to Sue and say, you remove this? Okay. And Sue would have done it, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, from, from what I gathered in the interview, he, he, he's, a, he's a very nice down-to-earth guy. He would have said, all right, that's fine. And then there'd be no changes to the API necessary. Right. But so, because this whole flap was created... Mm-hmm. Well, at least the at least the pressure's off gathering add-ons. I mean, no. Oh, you didn't see that thread, did you? Which thread was that? Is this recent? Yeah. 
Now people want gathering add-ons done. They want them gone. They want Questy and all those kinds of add-ons gone. Here's the worst of it. I'm paraphrasing, and to be honest, I don't remember the exact quote, but I believe Ian said that he doesn't want people going to third-party apps to do things um, socially. Well, like Discord. Like Discord. What's the biggest social network in the world right now for gamers? Discord. So if you get rid of this, if you get rid of the ability for people to find people in game, where are they going to go? They're going to go right to Discord. So, so you know what's what people are actually asking for right now? They want the Watcher system to not launch World of Warcraft if Discord is running. Wow. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. The thing is, is that I I think it was Kara on our, our server said, you know, what we need to do is we need to launch classics so people can stop inventing reasons to complain about it. Um, Not, I, I don't yeah. think that that will solve all of it, but I, I do think it will solve some of it if, if they have less time to sit around and speculate about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's my thing. You know, people talk about wanting the classic experience. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of them are trying to say and not saying is they want the vanilla experience. Uh, you yes. can't have the vanilla experience. No, you can't. Those of us who lived through it had the vanilla experience. Had. Mm-hmm. Past tense. Had. This is a different game. It's it's very similar game. It's 99% similar. But that 1% is important. Of how it's not the same. Do they also want everyone to go back on dial-up? <laughs> Use CRT monitors in Voodoo Three Two Thousands. Right, um, exactly. You know, do they <laughs> do they want us to go back to you know three frames per second? Uh, and that, yeah, I know what you're saying. See, that's the thing. To me, the 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 vanilla experience was in two thousand and four. This was what the fourth fifth big mmo there was everquest ultima online um uh, well uh, eq2 was actually out by then no yeah guild wars no eq eq2 came out on november 8th and and wow came out two weeks later guild wars uh was guild wars out i don't know final Um, fantasy 11 was out um and so this was the MMO that allowed people to play the game without feeling like you were in molasses. Mm-hmm. Because EverQuest, forget it. It took two weeks to get a level. Weeks. Literal weeks. Yes, Guild Wars was out. It first okay. released in April 26 of 2005. Ah, okay. So it was not at the time. It, it came out shortly after. But the stat, the... The Star Wars game. Star Wars, um, yes. Star Wars Galaxies. I still have the original Star Wars Galaxies because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. from my EverQuest guild were leaving EverQuest to play Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. And um, Anarchy Online. Um, Ultima Online. There was another one. There's another one I'm missing. Anyway, the, the World of Warcraft was like a revelation at the time because it was the, the first game that, that, allowed you to feel like you were accomplishing something soon. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yeah, it didn't require 
commitments of out of, of several hours to get anything done. You could Weeks. come on for 10, 15 minutes and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, people lampooned the very cartoony look, but by keeping the system requirements low, it made it so that the graphics were no longer a barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and I'll, I'll say something about that because I could not play Star Wars Galaxies because whatever video card I was using at the time was not – or that or the CPU or both. There was something about my system that would not allow it to run. And we know that you don't run crap systems. No, I don't. But I think I was sort of at the tail end of whatever it was I was using at the time because EverQuest was – I mean, I mean, let's face it, it was garbage, right? It's, you know, it was a wonderful game, but its graphics were just like minimal as hell. Yeah, but then remember when EQ2 came out and they really went, they yeah. were trying to go for realism mm-hmm. and oh my God, the system requirements on that. Yeah. So, I mean, that yeah, that was that's another way that they were an agile follower, that they noticed that one of the big problems that gamers had with MMORPGs was the barrier to entry on system requirements. Yeah. And so when you watch these videos, like like the new one with the devs, they say, well, we had no idea what we were building. I'm like, ah, come on, you kind of had to know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that's a good, st- yeah, good story, bro. Um, but uh, cool story, bro. So get my memes right. Um you you they knew because i could tell you point for point where they were looking at other games and mm-hmm. saying okay we want to do it this way and not that way yeah so i mean they they knew they they knew a lot more they didn't know everything but they they certainly knew a lot more than that they let yeah. on in developer video but but anyway but i mean but, you know back to the main point what is the the classic experience to me the classic experience was it was brand new it was a brand new story. It was a brand new world. It was like every like I didn't play Warcraft three. Um, Lindy and I played Diablo on and off. Yeah, I played Diablo. I knew nothing about Warcraft, um, so it was brand new. Now you got all uh-huh. these people like, oh well, you know, I started in Wrath or I started in you know whatever. The story may or may not be new to them. Aspects of it might be. But um, being there at a time when the starting zones, the artwork, the sound effects, like everything was new, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be the same for some people. Right. That's the way I see it. And I'm, I'm really trying to not make it seem like you know, high horse or anything like that. I'm really, really, really not. This whole thing is about add-ons. And so the, the classic experience to me was, oh, you can modify your UI. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. And I mean, we had tons of, we had tons and tons of add-ons. Yeah. But, I was doing mod of the mods of the cast during this time. Right. But my point is, is that what other game allowed you to do that back then? EQ? None of them. EQ had the map, somebody built that map system i really don't remember how it worked because there were no maps in everquest there was only right. your compass that was it yeah um and you could do a slash loc i believe yeah um so somebody had created a map system mm-hmm. uh anarchy online i didn't play long enough to know everquest 2 at the time didn't have anything uh diablo had nothing i mean that was that was not that's no. not an rpg but 
Yeah, it was it was very different for the the yeah. amount of modding that you could do. And I mean, they had mods then that they they can't have now. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the ones a heal bot used to do your rotations for you. Yeah, well, th- um, that was too much. Yeah, it was. But, um, you know, I just I just think that there's there's a lot of people who are are trying to get some some credibility and righteousness, righteousness over being a purist. Yes. There are some people that I, I kid you not. There are some people that want add on this servers, I want servers where add ons are turned off completely. I'm like, good luck with that. Yeah. And the thing is, is that how does that, how does me using an add on really change your experience as a player? Well, if you have a gatherer um, add-on, you could know where the black lotuses are, and the other person does not. That's you could also ad- look at my guide, and I've got them on the map. <laughs> but the point is that is that that's an advantage that the other person has that another person might not. So is it right for for add-ons to exist? Well, that was one of the the selling points of the game in the first place and is it right for them to tell me how to enjoy my game no now i understand you know to an extent these things do need to be you know for for balance issues sure but the things that we're talking about are not balance issues i mean if i did not have the add-on i would have a map up on my other screen. I've got two monitors. I'd have I'd have my my maps up on sure. the other screen. I still or I'd have, my, have a printout of a map. I still have my EQ one notebook. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I, I you know there's there's other ways around it. This is just, you know, a slight automation of of what we would have done before on, on pencil and paper. But yeah, I I don't have any problems with gathering add-ons. Now I've been saying all week that gatherer was gatherer was out in vanilla. Now I'm not so sure because I I got um, I saw some things that said it may have come out as late as 2008, but I seem to remember using them earlier than that. Gatherer? I thought, yeah, I think gatherer was out with the original package um that norgana put out with um auctioneer yes auctioneer gatherer and um and enchantrix and i think that he he's he peeled off gatherer at some point and that's where the 2008 date comes but i think if you look at the original ones that were made by norgana Uh they were in i believe they were in vanilla huh interesting I'm looking now. It's see, it's very difficult to find things today because people say, "Oh, there's a vanilla add-on." And they're talking about private servers. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. See, so finding original dates for some of these has been a bit challenging. Mm-hmm. Because also, like, you know, you go to Gatherer add-on and you, what you get is a, please be advised, we're in the middle of reorganizing our web host website and our hosting arrangements page. You don't even, you know, I think that page has been there forever. So finding early information is tricky. I mean, this is something that I found when I was, I, when I was writing these guides for Wowhead, mm-hmm. that a lot of this information that we take for granted now, I, in some cases, I had to go to, to you know, seven or eight different resources to find information about stuff past level 40. Sure. 
So, I mean, this is this is an ongoing problem. But yeah. I'm I'm almost positive that there there was some sort of a get. I think Gatherer was around in in at least in late vanilla. Okay, um, I'm on Curse Forge right now. Mm-hmm. On the Gatherer page, it says created February 18th, 2008. However, the that first... is not the original creator. Well, there's a comment dated May 20th, 2005. Like I said, there you go. It changed. It changed owner. Norgana peeled that one off, and someone else took that part over. Yeah. That must be when the 2008 date was. Yep. So yeah. So thank you. You proved my point. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of comments from May 2005. Right. So this was around, the Gatherer was around in vanilla yeah. prior to 1.11. Right, but people don't realize that, and they'll say go back to retail, which is oh, just so freaking rude. I, oh, know your game. Know your history. Yeah, really. Because we did, lived it. We lived it, guys. We lived it. I, I, exactly. We lived it. It's like, well, what are you talking about? Go back to retail. I'm not saying my memory is 100%, but I've been rather astonished in writing these guides how much of this information I remember. Mm-hmm. How much yeah. of these stupid little details I remember. <laughs> so, so, uh, so thank you for finding those comments. I appreciate that. They're right so there on now, CurseForge. Yeah. Right. Anybody can see them. Anybody can see them. So, but anyway, if you would like to use add-ons, uh, I would say CurseForge is probably the best place to start with that. Now, you can do these through Twitch, yeah. but Twitch is not update. You what you can do is you can use it to update them, but you really need to install the mods manually through CurseForge. Mm, uh, can I've I, been, can I disagree with that. You can if you want to, but you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. In in the Twitch app, in the Twitch app in the upper right hand corner, it says which which uh, version of the app do you want to update, classic or retail? Yeah, and I tried that, and I went down to classic, and it was still putting them in my retail folder. Oh well, maybe that's a bug because it worked perfectly fine for me. I, it, I went to the classic folder and put them in the classic folder. I put mine in my retail folder. Uh, I, I, I decided to try installing something that I knew was not in my retail folder. I had it set to the exact file path from my classic add-ons folder, and it still put it in my retail folder and not in my classic folder. Your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> you can try it. I've had much better luck with just installing them manually, put them in your app, go into your classic folder, interface add-ons and extract into there and then using curse using twitch to update them i've i've been, had better luck with that so yeah. and i've heard people having mixed responses with that too but make sure that when you're at curse forge there's a little drop down for which version of of wow you're looking for yeah and unfortunately it's not very persistent so it sometimes will switch you back to retail it's going to take some time to work the bugs out. Oh, I also found out for those, uh, remember several episodes ago, I did, we, I did a segment on changing your fonts. If you're dyslexic. Mm, yes, I do remember that. It works in wow. Classic too. I have, I have changed all of my my fonts in oh, WoW Classic. Interesting. Okay, great. It goes into the same folder. Uh-huh. It, you know, the, the directions are still the same, and they're in their own channel on our Discord thing. But if you want to switch your fonts, you can do. It works in the classic, uh, in the classic client too. Okay. 
Sounds good. So anyway, we got six, five hours and 55, 57 minutes <laughs> until classic. Uh, you want to do this last topic? Yeah. Uh, what do you? Th- okay. So, what do you think are going to be the biggest surprises for people who never played vanilla? Bag space, the amount of money you get, or lack thereof. Um, <laughs> as far as classes go, I, I just think that things are going to be different. They're not going to be awful. Um, I mean, you're just going to have to remember that you're starting from ground zero. Uh, right. You're not going to have. You know, your your level one ten or, or up to level one ten talents. Oh, talent trees are gonna be different for people. Um You don't actually the talent trees are quite different. You can pick and choose from different talent trees. You don't have to be right. all or nothing into one. Right. So there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of changes. Um single uh, tapping. Single yes, single tapping. Uh the need to group mm-hmm. um for certain things. For You're not always things. Like, You're not um, always going to be able to do everything by yourself. I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to. I'd be surprised if anybody could do Oak and Skull by themselves. Right. Uh, at, at, uh, level. at level. At level. At level. Uh, not yeah. level 60. I mean, like, at level. If you're level 9, I don't think you're going to be able to do Oak. Oh, oh, oh. And the Barrow's Den. That monstrosity. Um, so that's going to be interesting where you're going to need people. Or sons of Aragal that are wandering around Silver Pine Forest. Watch out for those guys. Oh, um, those, the loot system is going to be different. The loot, yes, the loot system is going to be no different. personal, no personal loot. Um, it's going to be all need and greed, and all that good stuff. Oh, uh, oh, um, server reputation. Yes, your rep, your your reputation is going to be important. So don't mm-hmm. screw people over thinking that you can just get away with it because you won't be able to. There is no barbershop. I will say this again. <laughs> there is no barbershop. Uh, so yeah. if you have just gone in and reserved your characters and you didn't pay any attention to what you look like, you better go in and fix them be- before you start because you're going to be stuck with that look. Yeah, but the, the the problem is I've seen several people say that they went to change their tune and lost their name. Yeah, so if you're going to do this, do this at an odd hour if you can. I Fortunately, I was able to fix all of my tunes without losing any names. But um, I was going to so change I- mine, uh, my priest from a night elf to a human, and I just went... Not worth it. It's mm-hmm. not worth losing the name. So um. right. Well, uh, the other other big change is the neutral auction house. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have not only and factional auction houses. There's no longer you have a horde auction house and you have an alliance auction house. Yeah. And if you want to get say this pattern that only drops for the alliance or only is off an alliance vendor. You've got to either go find it on the neutral auction house, or you got to get the help of someone on the other side to to pass it over to you through the neutral auction yeah, house. Yeah. Um, and as I said, there is no crossing between the horde auction house and the alliance auction house. Right. Uh, travel's going to be different. Travel's going to be very different. There's a lot fewer flight points than you'll remember. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to be able to get ported to an instance uh, if you're in Kalimdor. And you want to do something in Eastern Kingdoms, you're taking a boat. 
or Zeppelin or, or whatever. whatever your your preference your your preferred mode of transportation is. Yep. Um, Who takes so, Zeppelins? What? Ward? Ward? Ward. Ward takes Zeppelins. There's a Zeppelin between. Uh, oh, no, I know. Between yeah, being Zeppelins. A, being a dick. <laughs> Why should today be any different? Ah. <laughs> Exactly. Anyway, but you know, and I and just the speed of leveling or the lack of speed of leveling. It's not I, well, yeah. Go ahead. And I suggest people just take your time and enjoy it. Yes. Go look at you know, go I know you want to get out of the newbie zone as fast as you as you can. I'm gonna enjoy the whole place. I would I'm, probably not do that if I didn't play like nine of these stress tests. Because I did, I would. What I would do is I would go through Teldrassil and be like, "Okay, now I'm in orbiting. Oh, it's over." Uh, well, you see, I never got that far. I, mm. I only got like you know, a third of the way through the zone, so yeah. I didn't, I didn't finish everything. But yeah. I plan to finish everything, and as I said, I plan to enjoy enjoy the ride. If you're playing a night elf, here's something mm-hmm. you need to know. If you're playing a night elf, make sure that you find the red glowing tree. In the northwest corner, because that's a, I mean, if you're not using gather, I'm a questy rather. Uh, there's a tree with a quest on it. If you want to uh-huh. be a completionist, grab that one. Right. And if you're an undead, remember your reputation starts out as neutral with everybody but your, your, your home dead boys, mm. which means do your shopping in the Undercity area as much as possible early on, or make sure you get over to Duratar, start in their newbie zone, in the one to five newbie zone, even if you're a little higher, and get your reputation up or else you're going to be paying higher prices. Oh, there's another thing I want to say. God, this is like doing episode one all over again. I know. And then uh, also in the northwest corner of Teldrassil, more further west and a little south of that red tree, there's a quest to um, to um, escort a panther. I don't know something. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. you got. Th- that's another one that's like not obvious. Right. So yeah. And most of the hidden quests that I know for the horde are a little higher level than that. There's one in Dustwallow Marsh that gives you a blue ring, but I'll I'll cover that one later on because yeah. it's it's a really good quest line, but you'll never find it. Other uh, quest. If you have questy, you might find it, but otherwise, you won't find yeah. it. Um, I think that's it. We have fifty-one minutes, and I want to eat lunch. Yeah, me too. So, um, I guess we will see people later and see you in classic, maybe. And hopefully, we will give you something to listen to while you're waiting in queue. Yes. Um. <laughs> so, Ren, has everybody get a hold of you? I am on uh, Twitter at Warcast underscore Renata. I am at Renata at WorldOfWarcast.com for my email. And I can also be found on our Discord at Discord.WorldOfWarcast.com. Starmic on Twitter, World of Warcast on Twitter, WorldOfWarcast at gmail.com. I, are we doing a show Thursday? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, the original idea was to just do a show on Thursday. And then Ren texted me this morning. He's like, you want to do a show? Okay. <laughs> so here we are. Well, I thought I, you know, I get, get it's, it's we, people are excited, and I want to, you know, it's, give them some material yeah. to. Oh, and go listen to the older shows. Yeah, that too. Listen to and how, go rate my guides. Oh yes, go rate, go rate her guides. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>